Hi, everyone. Welcome to uh, episode four of Let's Be Social. I'm B, and I'm very excited today to welcome on my guest. Her name is Chrissy Whiskey, and she is one of my favorite personal artists. Uh, I actually have some of her artwork in my home, and um, she's very talented. Uh, she's got a very surrealistic pop style, which is my favorite. <laughs> and um, I welcome you to the show. Thank you for coming. Thank you for taking the time out of your schedule and um, being here with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be on. Yeah. And um, so I always start out just asking, um, tell us a little bit about yourself and how did you get, how did you decide that you wanted to do, because you do art as a career, right? Yes. yes. Um, so how did you kind of get started in that and how long have you been doing it? I've been doing art since I was a child. And even as far back as kindergarten, I said I wanted to be an artist on that sheet that you write about yourself. Um, now, I didn't think that was a realistic goal as I got a little older because making money as an artist is a very strange thing. There's many ways to go about it. And I didn't know the process of that. So straight out of high school, um, I worked a bunch of odd jobs and ended up coming along this art gallery. And I worked there. It was a female-run art gallery with a bunch of women. And there was one primary artist who owned the building. And she had local artists. This was in Matt Lachey, Florida. I worked at a number of the art galleries and learned the business of selling art from these women who I became great friends with. And learned how to sell other artists' artwork. While I was still just trying to find my style and I was doing art as a hobby at this time and didn't feel like an artist. But I figured if I learn how to sell art, like that's step one. And then maybe I can do art. And since I know how to sell it or how the mechanisms of the galleries work, then I'd be a step ahead. So I continued to do art as a hobby. I did faux finishing and murals for a time all throughout the Naples, Florida's Fort Myer area. Um, and then the housing collapse happened. I had my son. And my oldest, he's 15 now. Um, I started doing art a little more um, while I had him, while I was pregnant with him. And I was selling, I was doing commissions of portraits um, and doing art that I wanted to do for myself in my free time and selling that at like local coffee shops. It wasn't until 2016 that I ventured into doing art full time for as a living because it wasn't before then it wasn't selling enough or consistently to make money. And in 2016, I sat down and said, you know what, I've got to online build this bigger um, and become a full-time artist. And right before I did that, I was in Savannah, Georgia area and I was a photographer. So that kind of gave me my, like, how does a business work and how can I market myself? So I had been doing that online and took a lot of portraits of people. So I kind of knew what, like how to capture a moment in time. And now I was like, I wanna do art full time. So let's try this. And I started in 2016, like actually selling my art full time. And I did an art show every single weekend for a year. Wow. I booked myself so, it was so crazy between art shows and festivals, but I really got out there and built a big audience and that was, that was like the, if enough people see this and enough people like it, maybe people will buy it. And then that started happening and it, it was like 
it's like you're building a flywheel and it just sometimes clicks and works. And I learned some things that didn't work along the way, like um, that I can't do an art show every single week. Yeah. <laughs> kids and I get tired. <laughs> and these events are thousands of people that are like they they're so packed and I would need like two or three days downtime to like recover from the event and just process everything that happened. And then I'd be going into another. <laughs> wow. So I felt like I didn't have enough time to actually do art. So in 2018, I scaled back doing art shows to maybe two a month. And I got pickier about the ones that I was doing. And I was getting more sales just online from the flywheel I generated of people. So that was pretty cool. And I got to do more of the art I wanted to do, which was my favorite part. Kind of got spoiled with that one. Cool. Um, do you find it challenging now to, cause now you have a good audience, you have a good base online. Do you find it challenging now? Like, do you still do shows now or do you just primarily? Right now I'm right now I'm rebuilding. Um, I do find it challenging now because during COVID, my youngest um, was kindergarten and first grade during lockdown yeah. and school closed, but the school was giving us work that we still had to do. And we had to like sit on Google meets all day and you can't just get a five-year-old to sit by himself on a Google meet. So I was like, Oh boy. Yeah. So I pretty much wasn't able to do art because I spend eight to 10 hours a day working on the business of art and actually making art. So that went away for about 18 months mm -hmm. and it was stressful. And I was like back to almost doing it part time. And because of that, the, like this was while the Internet was exploding. Everybody was finally on the Internet looking at their computers all the time. And I knew I was like, this is perfect time. For an artist to get more eyes and grow but I my focus is my kids right now and I was like I gotta get through this so I, I had to stop and that was really hard um because I also stopped painting like I just got sad with it because not having the eight hours a day and being down to like a couple hours here and there meant I was just drawing and like writing my ideas for paintings but I didn't have the time to do them and I didn't realize coming back how hard it would be to just sit down and paint again. It was like trying to learn a skill all over again from the beginning. Like when I did it, I wasn't terrible at it, but I was rusty mm -hmm. and I was sad that it like just didn't click and come right back how I was in 2020 before everything shut down. So I had to spend almost it felt like six months to a year just trying to rebuild that muscle. But there was really cool improvement within it and things about things the, about the way I work changed. And I, I was like, well, this is interesting. <laughs> so I had to let go of all the previous debt of what like I was as an artist and say, okay, the style is still the same, but it's the way I work is different and this is new. Yeah. So you are growing. You were, yes. you were growing as an artist. And yeah, I think that's always good to move forward and, and grow and, you know, be able to adapt, right? Yeah. Um, do you have anything that like inspires you, like inspires your paintings? Do you have like artists that inspire you or people? Anything Absolutely. Um, I want to say it's like everything that's out there that pretty much inspires me. And I pull little bits from here and there. 
I call my studio these days, it used to be the bat cave, but now it's the rabbit hole. And I go down listening to podcasts and books on audiobooks and YouTube videos that I like. And I go down these rabbit holes. And the next thing I know, I have an idea. I'll be in the middle of painting something else. And I'm like, stop, write, write this down. I always have a sketchbook and I either sketch it out really quick or write down just the concept of it. I'll be like, oh man, this thing about consciousness, I got to write this down. And the like a piece I'm currently working on, um, I was reading Wizard of Oz for to my son for school. The whole school is reading the book Wizard of Oz. And I love Alice in Wonderland and Wizard of Oz and I've mashed them up before in art. And I was like, you know what? I should mash them up before, but like in a different way. So I just started a painting that's the White Rabbit going down the yellow brick road when I've done Dorothy with a holding a sign before that she wanted to go to Wonderland. <laughs> so I just take things that I like and enjoy and interest me and find a way to incorporate them into a piece of art that that hasn't been made yet. Cool. Do you um do you find that you spend a lot of time still marketing yourself? Oh yes. Yes. Right now I've just learned from my 18 months away and coming back, it's all video. Yeah. It's all video. <laughs> so I've got to get better at that. And I am literally spending an entire day each week just figuring out what I'm supposed to share video. <laughs> and I'm like new at it. It's a new medium. There's so many things to learn in it. Yeah. So I watch the people who are good at it. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> like, what do I like about this? And how do I effectually do that in my best way? Yeah. Very cool. Um, so what do you see kind of like moving forward, like as an artist, um, are you gonna, are you, are you gonna do any future shows? Are you going to ever think about teaching online? Anything like that? That's an interesting question. I used to teach, but I taught in person. I don't know if like right now teaching online isn't, isn't something I know how to do yet. Um, right now, I'm definitely focused on doing shows and getting myself back out there. We built the art truck and it exhibits art. So it makes it a little easier for me to show up places without having to do this huge tear down and hang up each piece of art. Um, the art truck has panels in it. We can pull the panels out and basically be an outdoor gallery wherever we are. That's cool. Um, and it displays the work as we're driving to any places. We have an idea that we would like to, for collectors, um, I include the delivery experience now in my art. That's why the price has gone up. But I come to the collector and the concept is that I can hold art shows at collector's house. Like we can throw a party and that would be cool. Like show your friends the art, I'll bring all the art or whatever pieces you think is cool. And we'll curate an event or throw a party together. And I think that's a unique idea. I'm trying to do more in-person stuff yeah. Um, because the internet, although it's a good place to be seen, it's there. there's so many people operating within it and it's hard to break through that noise. Yeah, it's a tool. It's a tool in your toolbox, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, I love that concept of like a pop-up party, a pop-up art party. Like that's- Oh, my, my dream is- instead of just gallery shows 
being able to host or curate events that's like um I had the idea years ago for an Alice in Wonderland one that's an actual tea party and people can come in character or there are hired hired paid performers that are in character but that all the artwork's curated to the theme and right it would just be over the top awesome it's super fun <laughs> make sure you invite me to that <laughs> <laughs> we can come to do it at your house <laughs> Amazing. And didn't you take like a, I, I've been following you for, I, I don't know, years <laughs> um, on a, like, and I've been kind of, you know, I keep an eye on your art and stuff like that. Um, didn't you take like a beautiful trip? Um, yes. The summer. We did a three months in the RV with the kids um, and it was a bunch of national parks. It was a bunch of areas that I wanted to see again um, that I've either lived at or been to. Um, it was amazing. And during that time, I thought I was going to be able to do art. I really wanted to apply an air paint. Yeah. Um, but it's it's really hard to do art <laughs> when you have like little space and you're trying to enjoy things with your family. Yeah. So instead, I went and upgraded my camera and dove back into photography, but this time doing landscapes and capturing wildlife. Um, and I think it was a good muscle to flex at that time because we were seeing such amazing things. And it allowed me to think about composition again. Mm -hmm. But it also made it so that I was like booting up the business of my art again and finally got back into the groove with painting and then three months no painting. So I was kind of like, oh no, I did it again. Yeah. So we won't be doing that again for a long time, but it was worth it. My other half had off of work um, and I didn't have a flywheel of the art thing going so it was the one time we could do it without risking our yeah. career no that's good and it's good to have that time and memories with your kids and yeah you they know. were the perfect age and we had saved so much money by like not we didn't go anywhere during COVID like no going out to dinner no vacations so it was like well now let's do all the vacations <laughs> yeah I, so, why not I I the the pictures and stuff you posted were beautiful it would look like a dream trip like you know thank you all, all the parks that you went to are beautiful my goodness I I specifically when we went to all these places I made it so that I knew where to capture the best sunsets because I used to be a photographer and I know all these phot photography blogs and I have friends and I'm like okay like, how did you get that photo? And they're like, sunrise, this mountain range. And I'm like, okay, I'll be there. Very so good. I each t each location that we moved to, I had like a plan of action for like, we're going to go on this hike at this time. Yeah. So that we could get like, so that we could really enjoy the best moments. Because if you kind of don't plan, like plan your hike at if you're in, let's say we were in at Mesa Arch at Arches, Arches National Park. If you don't plan the hike early in the morning, like I explained to my family, like it's going to be a hundred degrees when we're trying to do it. So we have to do it first thing in the morning. So it's like 75 degrees and then walk back to the car before noon. Sure. But we got the sunrise at like the arches and it was, wow. It, it was a once in a lifetime, like amazing. Beautiful. Worth it. Very cool. Um, I wanted to ask you, um, do you have any advice for people that are looking at, you know, doing art full time, 
um, trying to get themselves out there. Do you have any advice for artists or photographers or anything like that? My best advice in that sphere for artists and photographers is um, do your best work and like what calls to you. Because as long as you're excited about your work and you love it, if that excitement comes out in the work itself and when you go show it to people. If you're doing work that you think will sell, it comes off as disingenuous. Like you can see it in the work and also when people share it, I'm like, oh, they're just doing this to like make a quick buck or make money. Yeah. But when you see that there's been like love and attention put into it and somebody's really trying, even when they're new at it, you're like, oh, wow, that's actually really cool. And then it, it starts the conversation. And if you take one opportunity that feels good, like that seems right for you and a good fit, um, it, it can lead to other opportunities if you show up and you're just professional and you're yourself. And that's the way it's kind of worked for me that you have to be okay, though, with kind of you're going, it's a journey into the unknown. You're kind of walking into the unknown. You don't know when this is going to click or when you're going to make money at it. It's it's really, that part is scary. Yeah. Um, and you have to be patient and okay with it, but keep showing up because you just, because you love it and just trying new different things. Yeah. Um, other piece of advice is careful. There are a lot of scammer things out there. Um, my newest one that keeps showing up for me is the NFT platforms that keep reaching out. They're... They just want high resolution copies of your images so they can pump and dump, sell them. And it, it, there's a lot of scam out there. There's a lot of art shows that want want artists to pay upfront to hang their art. And they're just exploiting the artist's hopes of like, <laughs> so don't take on anything that feels like, hey, wait, are they just trying to use yeah, are they art or are they actually interested? And is this a good opportunity? It's hard to vet that in the beginning. But it gets easier to spot once you see the the patterns. And I think too, as an as artists, um, you know, you you end up you want to create your art. You don't want to have to be marketing. Like most yes. artists are not good at marketing, right? Yes. Um, the marketing of it was something that I learned through the galleries um, and just being a kid of I grew up with the beginning of the internet like that was my strong suit because I was using it as like this fun place to explore as play so now when anything shows up I think I just have this oh what's this new tool can I play with it like what does it do I have this curiosity about it instead of this like oh I don't like once you start getting that closed minded, I don't know, I, I can't do that. Like then it um it prevents you from maybe being able, if it's a good tool, finding figuring out how it works and how you can creatively hack it for you. Yeah, for sure. Um and for the viewers and stuff, uh, where can people find your work? And um, do you have I know you're on Facebook and do you have like a website or is it yes the website is chrissywhiskey.com and that's k-r-i-s-s-y-w-h-i-s-k-i okay. um and i'm on facebook instagram tiktok i have my name reserved on all of them except twitter <laughs> okay yep so you're on all the platforms yeah so that's good. and um are you doing um 
I know you have original works. You're doing, are you still doing prints? Like I stopped doing prints. And my reason for that was I went to a great print master. Um, my colors work outside the range. So I would have to hand embellish all of my prints to have that black light effect or to get the colors as bright as they would need to be. I need to, at some point, do a video holding up what a print looks like next to an original. Because it's so different. They just, it's not, I feel like prints weren't a great experience of my work. So for me, it's a hard, like, if I worked in black and white, I can do prints. But my color is my main driver of my work so yeah I'm not doing prints and then with the dawning of nfts yeah I'm trying to stay like and and with ai I think the print market is just it's it's oversaturated so I'm not playing in it right now and what are what are your thoughts on ai I know it's pretty new um do you have any thoughts on that like do you have thoughts on it I'm, I'm not happy about the way things were web, web scraped and stole, like, I'm not happy about the web scraping that happened that took a lot of our artwork to train the machine learning tool. Yeah. But I do think that it's, it, it's already out. I mean, the toothpaste is out of the tube, so to speak. So now there's this new tool and I think it will be beneficial in helping people um, explore a new version of creativity. So it's, it's just another tool for me. I played around with it because I wanted to know what it was, but because my artwork is painting and traditional art, I, I found it interesting how good it got in the span of a year, Mm -hmm. um, at what it does, but it didn't feel like a tool that's beneficial to me because I'm trying to, for myself, explore, human emotion in arts of course. working with a technology and a computer like that kind of felt like I was doing a disservice to my work but I was like I could see how this could help people right um, come up with reference images or concepts or ideas to to kind of get the creativity going yeah well and and hopefully it will be used as a tool and not not as a detriment to existing artists right you know um yeah um it's going to shift and change, I think, the market. And my my take immediately was, thank goodness I'm not selling prints or that money would have dried up and went away that I relied on. So for the artists who are selling prints, there's now more prints in the market that can be generated in a split second by a machine learning tool. So it's like, what even really is the benefit of having a print anymore? <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. And also personally, because I also do art. Um, I'm at the hobby stage, but like, I personally would want a creation that was created by someone that had emotion behind it, right? Rather than, despite how something good might be that AI creates, it still doesn't depict human emotion, right? So there is always going to be that difference. I totally totally agree. And I'm hoping that those are the conversations that get had more. Artists are mad about AI right now, but I think they're going to see buyers who, and, and people who are saying, you know what, they're, this is a reason to place more value on human creators. I mean, we were kind of all fed to the machine anyway, our work. So 
we still need to keep obviously creating in order for even the machine to be able to generate anything new. True. Good point. Yeah. It's, it is based on human um, creative creativity, right? So yeah, for sure. I think artists, I think maybe are a little intimidated, maybe by it, scared by it, something that they're not totally comfortable with. And, you know, so I think moving forward, I think it'll be fine. It's just, it'll have its place and it will never replace original creative artwork, right? It never can ever do that. So. Yeah. I'm actually interested. Like I can see why it is scary and it's very wild west right now because nobody knows how it's going to change really and shape the markets, but I'm actually really interested to see what comes of it in terms of working with it. Yeah. Um, and what new creative voices show up in the sphere. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, it's kind of uncharted waters and it'll be interesting to see where things go. Um, yeah. But I'm more interested to see where you're going to go. <laughs> so what's, what's next? I did an art show with the Nothing Pretty Collective in Harrisburg. Mm -hmm. um during it was like right after covid um in 2022 i think our opening was but people were still hesitant the end of 2021 is when it was people were still hesitant because there were different variations and strains of the virus coming out and it was a mass show so it was it was strange mm -hmm. uh, it was unlike anything i'd ever done before but the curator did a beautiful job of hanging the show in the building um and she's asked to have us again so i think at the end of this year i think november We'll be showing together again in a three-person show. In person, I'd like to do more of. I'd like to do more um, museums. I'd like to do more traveling to collectors um, areas and um, displaying in person to kind of show people why my work doesn't show up well in prints. And while it's cool to see it as a little tiny two-by-two -two thing on the phone, yeah. it, in person, they're, they're big paintings and artwork in person yeah I think people need to be educated about that I mean for my birthday I don't know if you saw I drove all the way to Detroit <laughs> to see the Van Gogh in America exhibit cool cool um that was like an eight hour drive each way but that's all I wanted for my birthday I was like Van Gogh's art is there and it comes down in a month and I have to see it was like the biggest display of his works in person in the U.S. in years and I was like I have to see this cool cool well, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I'm I'm super excited to. I'm always excited when you post something new. Thank um, you. You're, you're so creative, and um, sometimes I'm like, how does her brain work? <laughs> I don't know if you saw the other podcast I did just last week, Creative Space. Um, I talked about that. I have synthesis. Oh, cool. I talked about how time is a temporal thing. That's why I almost missed this meeting. I rarely know what day or time it is it's so temporal yeah <laughs> well I'll have to have you back and have a discussion about that because awesome. <laughs> I'm always like I always like look at your work and I'm like oh <laughs> it's like so creative and so different from the last one right so thank um, you I'm excited to see what you're doing and I I love your work obviously because I I own some of it so <laughs> you'll see me you'll see me more often in video that's what I'm going to start exploring more and hopefully being able to share some more of the time lapses because I don't know if you know this but I every painting that I do 
I record it start to finish. So oh. I've got terabytes, all these wow. things. That's but it's the fun. video editing is what I'm still a baby and new at. Yeah. Yeah. That's time consuming for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm excited. And um, I thank you for coming on here and having a fun and, you know, wonderful discussion with me. And um, I, I'm, like I said, I'm always excited to see where, where you're headed and what you're doing next. Um, and I'm sure that our viewer, viewers will definitely check out your work because you can see in the background there some of your work up in the corner oh. <laughs> um, and everything. So uh, thank you for joining us. And uh, I will definitely put everything in the description below um, when I post this uh, of where people can find your work and share it on all my social media. And um, thank you for your time. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks so much. And uh, we'll have you back on again, maybe later in the year and we'll see, <laughs> we'll maybe have a chat about where your brain's at. <laughs> awesome. I look forward to it. Okay. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Bye. Bye.